How do you escape that? You escape it by making deals. Sometimes like deals with the more. devil? Like we're yeah, sacrificing yeah. here? Yeah, in a way. I'm lost in the woods, but I found this camera and mic under a tree. So I figured I'd make this show. If you're listening to this episode, congratulations. You've successfully time-traveled. But tread lightly, because this is the It's Spooky Season podcast. Welcome to episode three of the It's Spooky Season podcast. We're getting there. We're trudging along and we do have a guest. They will be on later in a new segment I like to call, You Called Me. You Called Me. This segment is specifically for guests who are a bit more sporadic, who just want to call in and say what's on their mind, whether it be confusing, informative, or just plain loud. It's for the ones who can't or don't want to sit through a whole 40 minute to an hour structured talk about all things horror. So stick around for that. That's going to be entertaining and it will be cut up into little bits and pieces. I'm not going to play the entire call because we'd be here all day. Until then, I am flying solo and I have things to say. I have things to say because I'm learning. I'm learning as I go. You know, I've never done a podcast where it's highly dependent on guests, right? Because that was the point here is to have guests come through and to talk about all things horror, right? I never intended on this being just me. And it's a struggle. It's a struggle, a very interesting type of struggle because everyone's haunted and spooky experiences are different and as you'll learn later it's not as literal as you might think so let's start i'm going to update you on my life everything spooky which is just i feel like not everyone is prepared for horror this year you know what i think these past few years in the pandemic has been hard and everyone's just like i don't want to i don't want to be a part of anything horror i want sunshine and rainbows so I feel like it's been an excellent year for horror films, horror media, and it's just not resonating with a lot of people. But there is one, one that I notice is resonating with many people, and it's the movie Barbarian. I saw Barbarian a week and a half ago, two weeks, the same day I saw Smile, and it was fantastic. We love a little twist, right? And it was just a really good go to the theater and watch type film you know this has like what 90 percent on rotten tomatoes let me let me double check for you right now barbarian 92 percent on rotten tomatoes but you know what it is it's so artistic and creative but also also eerie and just absolutely disturbing it's a must see an absolute must see so if you haven't seen it yet go see it because i don't know how long it's going to be in the theaters but also when this episode airs guess what's out halloween ends halloween ends oh my gosh i never thought any of the halloween movies were life-changingly amazing especially these last couple years but they're the most entertaining i've watched I love me a Halloween movie. I love me some Michael Myers just because you can just go into the theater and genuinely have a good time. What's happening? What's he doing? Just a slasher, really. But there's rumors. There's rumors that this one isn't so... It's not so fantastic. As of now, Halloween Ends has a 51% on Rotten Tomatoes, which, hey, I'm okay. 
I honestly, I will see a horror film all the way down to like 30-20%. Once it reaches the 10% mark, I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll rent it if I really want to see it. I won't go to the theater. 50% is interesting because I also saw someone say that they had this embargo, this you can't post reviews about it until a certain time, until it was released embargo. And perhaps it's because they didn't want anybody's reviews or they didn't want people going to watch reviews and being like, don't go see this movie, it's not worth it. I'm still gonna see it, but I am incredibly curious about why that embargo was there and what other people have to say about it. Is Halloween Ends the last horror film that's gonna be available this year? No, you know what's coming up? There's a Christmas one called, what is it? Violent Night violent night december 2nd i love it i love it already i've been wanting a christmas themed horror film because guess what it gives me an excuse to keep talking about horror stuff on this podcast because some people believe that it's just october it's just october where we talk about spooky things and if you know me you know it's a year-long thing so anyway violent night okay anything else the menu did that not come out Oh, the menu comes out November 18th. Oh, I'm excited about that one too. I'm so glad there's still some sort of horror coming out later because usually all the movies that come out towards the end of the year, a lot of throwaway stuff, or you get that one, that one film that's trying to like be the last great one just in time for award season, you know? The menu focuses on a young couple who visits an exclusive destination restaurant on a remote island where the acclaimed chef has prepared a lavish tasting menu along with some shocking surprises. Weirdly, it reminds me of the movie Old. I don't know, I'm just, I have a feeling I'm getting old vibes. What's next? Oh, Mr. Harrigan's phone came out this past weekend. I haven't watched it yet, but I will. I've heard some mixed reviews, but it's on Netflix, so it's super accessible, and I will tell you about that when I see it. Also, Pray for the Devil. That one is coming out on October 28th. To be honest, I don't know how excited I feel about that film. I'm not sure. I'm just not sure. Usually all of these possession films, you know, all of the stuff like this, these exorcist type films are usually the same. I'm curious what they're gonna do different. I will still go see it because I love me. I love me something scary, but I'm just not sure that I will walk out of the theater feeling amazed. But give me some good visuals, give me a couple jump scares, I'll be all right and don't make it too long. So that is it for movies I've seen, movies I'm looking forward to seeing. Oh, the weekend's almost here. I can't tell you how excited I am, always am for the weekend to see new movies. By the way, I don't know if I talked about this on the podcast because I watched this movie before the podcast started, but the movie Bodies, 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 I only saw the trailer. I didn't read up too much about it. And when I finally went to see the movie, I, I felt old. Okay, I'm 26 years old. I stepped into that theater and didn't realize that they were quote unquote making fun of Gen Z in a way. I don't, I don't know. Because the lingo in that film, the, the jokes that were trying to be comedy really messed with me because I would be interested. I was like, oh, who's gonna kill who? And then they put in this weird joke and I was like, what, what, what is this? TikTok movie? Like what is, it was so confusing for me. It was barely entertaining barely. To be honest, some movies I wish they would make into limited series, you know, like they do on Netflix. Bodies, bodies, bodies. Five episodes, 30 minutes each. Better. Because, you know, then they can work on their pacing and the jokes. It just works better. 
I think this year I want to go to a theme park, like a haunted theme park. I've been debating, I've been debating, I don't know, it's always so damn expensive, especially here in California, here in LA. <sighs> For what? I was also thinking about an escape room, but I low-key fear escape rooms. Ever since that movie, Escape Room, mm, and I get it. So many plot holes just didn't make any sense. I'm just not that type of person who's going to go into an escape room, like a haunted one, a scary one, where they're trying to literally murder you and be like, oh, oh, I got it. I understand. I got the, <laughs> no, I'll be the first one gone. Because I don't know. I didn't know that if you look under the table, there's a number three and a number two, which is five. And then if you look on the wall, there are five books lined up. And on the fifth page of the fifth book, I don't know that. How? No. Okay, so since I'm here recording solo, I am going to read some haunted stories from Reddit. And you're going to tell me whether you think it is real or not. I pulled a couple off that I thought were fascinating. Let's call this, is Reddit real? Here we go. <laughs> This story is from user McCake, M-I-K-K-A-K-E-999. It was written 22 days ago. It's called The Not Happy Poltergeist. So this happened when I was like 10. I moved into a house that was fairly new and was built less than a year from when we moved in. We were renting it because we were building a house somewhere else. There's a lot that happened, but I will be brief with the regular things that we witnessed. Doors would open, lights flicker, a clock that didn't work for 20 years with no batteries started dinging, even my little music box started playing, and that was real creepy. This all started happening like two weeks after my pop died, so we thought it was him. But one day, when my mom was at work, her co-worker, who claimed to speak and sometimes see spirits, dropped the tray of food in shock. She froze. My mom and the other co-workers asked what was up. The lady said that a spirit was hovering over my mom and then left, but with no bad intentions. She said it was in human form. The lady described the spirit and it matched the exact description of my great grandma. We were confused. We then thought it was her, but you will soon see that we were likely wrong. My most bizarre encounter was on a school morning. I walked into a pantry, a small room thing, to grab some toast out of the toaster, which is at the other end of the pantry. I was walking out when I felt something behind me. I turned around but kept walking, which I wouldn't normally do, but because of this, I was safe. Because three flipping glass trays came flying at me and smashed. It just missed. My first thought was, oh my God, that is the coolest thing that has ever happened to me. Looking back, I'm more horrified, but still, I think it was interesting. Also, we later found out after we moved that it was built over an aboriginal burial ground. I live in Australia. We were annoyed that they built over that. Sorry for the bad spelling. <laughs> so what do you think? Is Reddit real? Sometimes I always wonder if stories are real or if people are making them up so they can be on shows. I think it's real because to be honest, it wasn't that intense. You know what I mean? Usually people who are lying about stories come up with the wildest thing. That doesn't seem like the most intense of haunting. So, next story. This story is by quantity number 972, written 23 days ago. I already feel a little creeped out because I've heard about the black-eyed children. A couple of years ago, my cousin and I enjoyed late night walks in our neighborhood, mainly just up the street and back, not far. We would talk and discuss our difficult family. One evening, it was close to 1 a.m. 
a later time than our usual walks. At the end of our street is a tunnel under a railroad track. We heard what sounded like an argument. The only people who live on the other side is an older lady in an abandoned house. We went over there. I went a little further than my cousin. I could hear little girl voices, two of them at least, that sounded at least preteen. They sounded as if they could be directly in front of me. They were whispering, but nothing I could hear well enough to understand. As I started walking in the tunnel a little, I still couldn't see anyone, but I felt uneasy and backed away and left it at that. Maybe 20 minutes later, we're walking up our street, which is a small incline that leans to a flat strip of road. Near the top of the hill is a church that has a rooftop area with picnic tables. No one was there on our way up the street, which doesn't take too long to walk to the end of our road and back down a small hill towards our houses. As we're walking down the hill and the picnic tables come into view, right off the side of the road, I see a girl with long blonde hair down to her back. She's dressed up nice in a shirt and shorts as if she'd be going somewhere, but it's 1 a.m. and she looked 16. The most noticeable thing is her eyes are pitch black. By pitch black, I mean both eyes are completely black with no white in her eyes. At the church, there's a street lamp right where we were so I could see her well lit. She's just sitting there on the picnic bench, motionless. Instead of sitting facing the picnic table in front of her, she's sitting on the edge of the bench facing the road we would walk down. Her gaze doesn't move. Her neck doesn't move. Her posture is straight. She isn't doing anything at all but sitting absolutely still. She is facing the road, but her gaze doesn't move as we walk by and are in her line of sight. She makes no acknowledgement of our presence whatsoever or any facial expression. I am immediately alarmed by seeing her but I decide on the spot to make no indication I even saw her and kept walking past at the same pace. My younger cousin next to me clearly saw her and I can't quite remember what I said to her or if I communicated through body language, but I got her to follow along with me. We made it to my porch and didn't go in, but just waited. I can't recall how long it was, but I'll say a couple minutes. She walked down the gravel parking lot at the church and walked at a normal pace onto the road where me and my cousin just watched her. Her movements were robotic. Her head never turned an inch. She never stopped looking forward and remained a perfect posture. She walked down the road right past us and didn't turn her head an inch. So she didn't even look at us and went through the tunnel. We never saw her again. And our town is kind of small, so we know a lot of people in the area and never saw anyone like her before. Her behavior seemed too odd for me to believe she was an actual person. My cousin later told me she had a feeling we were being watched before seeing her. Also, while we watched her from my porch, my cousin recorded on her phone. It was dark, but there were street lamps illuminating the road. She said she looked through it and didn't even see her and got scared and deleted it. I was right with her and didn't get the chance to see it, but she had already deleted it. The same summer we had another paranormal experience I could go into further details about. We never saw her again though, and later resumed our nighttime walks. What are your thoughts? What are your thoughts? Is Reddit real? Is this story real or fake? I will say, fantastic writing, very visual, and I'm not one to say black-eyed children aren't real because I am creeped out right now just reading that. There are a couple comments. Let's see what people are saying. They said, not the first story I read about black-eyed children, though. Spooky. 
Someone said, I totally had really dark and small eyes as a child. Some of the reasons I got bullied because in dark places with low light, it seems I had no white parts there. So yeah, I told other kids I was basically evil and dangerous. It worked for sure, and they never talked to me again. Oh, so was this just a kid out on a stroll? I like a little debunk. Oh, there is a comment, and then the writer followed up. Listen. The commenter, alternative underscore cell underscore 668, says, Black eye kids freak me out so much. Did you have any weird occurrences after seeing her? With many black eyed kids encounters, the people say they had some odd or strange things that happened in the days or weeks following the encounter. And the writer responds, Maybe a month later that same summer, I was alone with my cousin and we heard a tapping on the window, which is right next to the door. We happened to be sitting in the living room right by the door. I told whatever it was to go away without opening the door. Right after that, I heard distinct human footsteps running up and down the porch and the steps. And so quickly, it couldn't possibly run up and down them that fast. And I don't think anyone else could either. It was a short distance, but the footsteps covered the steps and porch very fast. After this stopped, I opened the door and nothing was there. And we couldn't see anything from the window either. But I never had another paranormal experience after that in that neighborhood. Real or fake, guys? Real or fake? And that ends the reddit ghost stories segment of this show <laughs> before we go into the last part of the show where the guests call in i want to talk about some creepy current news this is something we'll be doing every single week we are going to bring you the creepiest current news that i can find and feature on this show i think the theme of this episode is ghosts so we're just going to have a completely ghost themed creepy current news let's start with you can smell ghosts? It's not uncommon for old abandoned buildings to have claims of being haunted, but what's unique about the baker is whatever's haunting the building isn't seen as much as it's smelled. The explanation for the smells usually lead back to one person, the hotel's founder and builder, T.B. Baker. Baker had a suite on the 11th floor he reportedly smoked cigars near the fireplace and apparently still does. Hmm... Okay, so listen, if you want to go to Baker, you may have to wait until 2025, but according to this article, Michigan is considered one of the most haunted states in the U.S. It has the fourth most ghost sightings reported here than any other state excluding Texas, California, and Ohio. Out of all these places, there's another place that maybe you should think about going to, Whitewater. According to this article, on Thursday, October 6th, Whitewater put their beliefs to the test when a magic show crossed with a seance occurred in the university center's Hamilton room. What do you think? Would you go to a magic show mixed with a seance? Do you think it's real? That doesn't matter because now there are people who are trying to create digital seances. Here is how a digital seance with Yacovetti and Gonzalez works. First, they use a handheld radio to show the audience the empty radio signal that they will be using for their software. That means that nothing is being broadcasted over that signal. It is just plain white noise, which is a collection of all frequencies across the audible sound spectrum. Then, Yacovetti is able to take that empty signal and put it into a software, which allows him to slow down the speed of the signal approximately 186,000 miles per second, the same as the speed of light. 
Slowing down the signal allows listeners to hear sounds that would otherwise be inaudible to the human ear. After Yakavetti slows down the signal, the sounds that come out of the speakers are all striking. It sounds like a room full of people talking. Listeners can pick up bits and pieces of conversations that are not currently being held by anybody that is physically in the room leading Yacovetti and Gonzalez to believe that those conversations are being held in real time just by spirits who exist in a paranormal realm. I don't know. I don't know. Do you think the digital seance is real? Is it legit? Or is it just someone talking from somewhere on earth and they just haven't figured out where yet? You tell me. You tell me. So unfortunately, there's been hurricanes that's been happening and I came across this article where someone said, if you see the ghost, leave the coast written by Sean Singleton. Another area not too far from my parents hit hard by Hurricane Ian is Pauley's Island, South Carolina. This place is known for its seclusion, beautiful beaches, and excellent golfing, which is precisely why I always loved going to it, even if I lost more balls there than the gopher in Caddyshack. However, Pauley's Island is also known for the supernatural. Every resident there and in part of my state knows the legend of the gray man. The Gray Man is a shadowy cloaked figure that roams the beaches of the island just before major storms. Sightings of the figure date back as early as 1822. I want to see a movie about that. Is there a movie about that? I have two more pieces of news I want to cover and then let's get into our guest call. Burger King caters to paranormal sleuths in an in-app ghost detector. Burger King's latest promotion adds a ghost detector to its mobile app for Halloween to drive excitement for a paranormal themed meal, according to a news release. Consumers can try out the tool that tracks electromagnetic fields to see if their homes are haunted. Oh, there's even a trailer. <gasps> Wait, I have to watch this like now. If you're listening to this and you want to watch my reaction to watching the trailer, go to itspookyseason.com and go to the highlights or check me out on YouTube, Instagram, all of the above. All right, we have one more thing. One more thing on creepy current news. I thought it was interesting. Uh, what does it say? Forbes covers this. It says the perfect vodka for paranormal enthusiasts is available now. Now, why would it be a perfect vodka for paranormal enthusiasts? Like, what about it is like, this is... Like, if you believe in the paranormal, this is the vodka. <laughs> this is the liquor you want. Horror fans who love vodka, raise your hands. Does the idea of a spirit that's rested with spirits sound like something you're brave enough to have on your home bar? What? Does the idea of a spirit that's rested with spirits sound like something you're brave enough to have on your home bar? Ooh. Ooh, that's a whole different just, you're just ingesting spirits. That's what y'all are doing now? You're ingesting them? It used to be just a Ouija board. Now y'all are good, good. If so, Heriden Hardin Vodka Paranormal Reserve should be on your list. Just in time for Halloween, this limited edition vodka features exactly 666 bottles that rested for 30 days at the Occult Museum in Monroe, Connecticut. Paranormal enthusiasts may know this as the museum that's home to the infamous Annabelle Doll, who in the 1970s was reportedly demonically possessed and happens to be the inspiration for the Annabelle horror movies, including Annabelle, Annabelle Creation, and Annabelle Comes Home. This is a brand deal. This is a brand deal. You could have just said the Annabelle movies, but okay. Herodin's Vodka's Paranormal Reserve features a red foil label and the inscription, help me. 
help us. Inspired by the mysterious parchment notes found by Annabelle's original owner in her apartment. Packaged in an engraved wooden with a functional Ouija board on its lid. A functional Ouija board. What are you doing? What are you doing? Oh my god. It comes with a letter press certificate of authenticity and gloves that are meant for handling the bottle. I cannot believe y'all are just selling spirits. Literally. <laughs> Oh my god like low-key i want it but low-key i don't you know what i mean oh my god anything else i need to know oh if you've got thirteen thousand dollars to spare and you're in the market for the most chilling bottle of them all the 666 bottle of a paranormal reserve is up for grabs this especially creepy bottle was placed directly inside Annabelle's original protective case in the museum and is packaged in one-of-a-kind bespoke wooden case inspired by the one Annabelle currently resides in. Oh my gosh. Imagine, <laughs> imagine you're dating someone and they're like, babe, you want a drink? You're like, sure, I'd love a drink. And it's Annabelle. <laughs> it's the spirit. Okay, I'm, I'm done reading that. Oh, okay. I feel haunted just watching this. I have chills. I cannot believe that's a thing. That's a thing. Okay, creepy current news. This segment is over. Now let's get into the you called me segment where we have guests call in and tell me their feelings, their experiences, the guests that don't want to or can't sit through a 40 plus minute structured interview. So this guest, his name is Cordelius. He lives in Seattle and he has a lot to say about ghosts. Are these ghosts metaphorical? Are they real? What is hauntings and haunted? What is all that? He answers these questions, sort of. Here is the call from Cordelius. It is chopped up into pieces. You will not hear the entire thing or we would be here all day. Enjoy that and I will be back to bid you farewell. Yeah, you know, we celebrate Halloween. Uh, believe in the ghost. Uh, yeah. When it comes to ghosts, you don't know what uh, stimulates a ghost. Sometimes it's stuff you want, and they have to create mm -hmm. it. You, know? you but, think it's uh, a ghost? Do you think it's a demon? Is it always bad? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're bad and good, but they're through board games, you know? And it's it's board games you want to have and you don't have, and it just creates a life, good and bad. Sometimes you speed up and you lose destinies and choices, and mm -hmm. sometimes you uh, lose. And you have all these choices, but you, you know, just keep on wanting things and you just get gone and it stimulates a ghost. When did you have your first ghost experience? I think it was on an episode of GT in 2004. People were watching me, but people were watching other people. And it felt like a war was going on. And eventually some ghosts started chasing me around the building. And, you know, they got me. And it was game over. It's kind of like mm. a board game. Are these metaphorical ghosts or real ghosts? Uh, real. Oh, you know, okay. It takes time to see him. You know, one one got me in the hospital. Tell me what happened. It got you. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You've seen the movie The Grudge. I've always wanted Grudge Zero, and I've always wanted to be in the Grudge. Mm -hmm. And the thing was, they had that woman from uh, uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Okay. I met that person actually in real life. I call that person seven. That person died in the hospital. I was strangled. So, you know, it happens mm. when you're trying to get the entertainment aspiration and you're trying to click on things that your body can't produce. It's like a ghost. So how do, you, how do you escape that? 
you escape it by making deals. Sometimes like deals with the more. devil? Like we're yeah, sacrificing yeah. here? Yeah, in a way. In a way, you make deals to want things. So you don't want other things. And you create a whole bunch of things to your emotions and make a whole bunch of people dance and ghosts. Spirits. What are some of the deals you made? Anything you regret? Uh, regret I don't know it's just a lot of fast stuff and then you really get gone and you don't know who you are anymore and you're just so drained like what, out money? Uh, sometimes it's experience you get all this experience and then you don't know who you are and instead of just wondering about a day or wondering about a cloud mm-hmm. then you're, you're going around making things happen and you get so gone and you have to get that back with parts and pieces and it can really affect what's your mood when you messaged me, you said you had a lot of, a lot of stories, a lot of things to tell. Yeah, and I'm and... sure I have more because I do the civil council meeting and I'm trying to promote the circus here. But well, documentaries about all this stuff should be going down, you know. Well, you're being <laughs> documented right now, technically, about you know yeah. you and your experiences. So, if you, someone was to see this in ten years, what would you say to them? I would say that we all fall down, and then. Sometimes you get too addictive, and they have to understand people. Who are these daycare specialists? Who are these people watching? What are you? What are you addicted to? I'm addicted to just hyperventilating action. Do you like horror media because it reminds you of real life? Yeah, it is in pieces because you break it to get adrenaline rushes. You break it to feel passion. You break it to make things happen fast. How do we find balance between what we see on TV and what is happening in real life? I, first of all, I'm trying to make TV walking down the streets that we can tell our own story because they improvise it to monitor mood so much we get so gone. They don't got the heart we got. They don't want what we got. They Why want not? sceneries to what we got. Why not? So we got to use our hearts and we got to summon shit. Why don't they have the heart that we have? Palsy. Why don't they have they the heart? They need the passion. They don't have passion? Maybe we- it seems like horror movies has had a big impact on your life. It does, you know, and it's 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 a different thing because I've always wanted to be a detective. I've always watched horror movies, but at one time they were real and now they're gone. But what if I'm a choose? What's a haunted house when you really care? We got to get something that's through the layer. Is this one of your songs? I hear Michigan is the most haunted place in the United States. I was sure it would be. But how do we get there? I always want to go to Michigan on Christmas. Um, I yeah. read this article where someone said before a natural storm, like a hurricane, they would see something yeah. like the gray man. And it's like a ghost. And if you see the gray yeah. man, you know a hurricane is coming. Do you believe that? But why isn't there a hurricane in Seattle? If there's a gray man, do they chew up your color and your melanin and really wanting desire to just have a whole bunch of dead oxygen so you have no desire? You just go mm-hmm. gone and you don't. And you don't know what day it is. I got to tell you a quick story. So in Whitewater, there was a magic show. And during the performance. <laughs> magic, magic is real. Okay, well, listen, listen, off. listen. There was a magic show. And during the performance, someone decided to do a seance where they summoned ghostly spirits from several of the country's haunted locations. How do you feel about that? There's haunted locations where? From everywhere in the United States. They did a magic show mixed with a seance. And they summoned these ghosts. I like them, but even then, how do you, when you want a map quest and you want to go somewhere, they will try to pick and choose and take things or give you nothing so you can uh, make things. We have five minutes left, and I want to know if you have any questions for me. What's your favorite scary movie? I can't pick.
too many good ones. Well, mine's Halloween. But why is it when they take you and they give you better stuff? Why, what what if can it means what's candy? I gave you a little bit and I got you high. You saw some guy walking around and giving you things in his disguise. He was giving you things through lies and tries and you open Are up you your rapping eyes again? <laughs> yeah, I'm going places. But I have a last question. Are you being haunted right now? Yeah, I'm being haunted. What are you, you know, being haunted the hood, by? The hood's haunted. Wanting a soul. That's it. That's it. Thank you, Cordelius, for being on. I am still, still thinking about the call. I'm still, I still have questions. And I'm just glad you came on to express your feelings. That's what this is. It's a community where you can talk and say whatever you'd like, no matter how confusing it may be for me. Or, you know, maybe I'm, I'm not at your level yet. I'm not at your level, Cordelius, so thank you. Thank you for coming on. This was episode three of the It's Spooky Season podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Hey, I have a contest going on where you could win $300, $150 for the person who recommends the best horror film, $150 for the person who recommends the worst horror film. All you have to do is go to my socials, It's Spooky Season podcast, and DM me. Make sure you follow It's Spooky Season Podcast or go to my personal profile, Malay Music, and DM me and tell me and I can watch it and I will pick a winner October 23rd. So please join. Please enter because I need horror films to watch. I'm tired of going to the movies. I want to rent one on my screen because you told me to and I want it to be the best experience I have ever had. Once again, thank you so much for watching episode three of the It's Spooky Season Podcast. I will talk to you next week.